I, I also found that the more you have in common with that individual, the more likely they are to want to like engage in a conversation. Make it about them. Don't make it about you. Like I understand you need the job. Think of it as you're helping them help you. But you can do that if you ask specific questions by using information. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Hide Atlanta Job Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to go from a stranger to a referral so that you can get more interviews and get hired. And today, for me, in the episode, we have Anna Miller. Anna Miller is a career coach and founder of Second Careers, a career consultancy for career changers. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hi, happy to be here. Anna, so um, tell us a little bit more about why are you so passionate about career changing and helping people change their careers? And also what got you into becoming a career coach? Yeah, thanks for the question. So I worked in tech for about 10 years and I switched jobs um, almost every year. And I went through as many job searches as I went through jobs. And I realized that it's a real struggle to figure out how to even go through the process and the skills that are required are really different than the actual job itself. So there's the job search skills and then there's the job skills and they really don't match. <laughs> um, and I always wanted to start my own business. So when I started to think, um, what would I, you know, help people with? What would I focus my time on? I realized that I really wanted to help people that have been in the same boat as me um, have a smoother job search. Um, and that's why I started Second Careers in order to help people transition into tech and understand the industry, understand how to network and how to get a job. No, absolutely. And so today, like uh, when we were talking before we recorded this episode, we talked a lot about like, hey, what would be a great episode that would add a lot of value? And we came to the conclusion talking about networking and how to go from complete stranger all the way to a referral to be an amazing episode. So uh, I think as both career, we agree that networking plays a big part of the job search process. But why do you think networking is, is, is a must or is as important as it needs to be in the job search? So I want to start with, I did not start by being good at networking or knew anything about it. All I wanted to do was just to meet people and to see what they were up to. And that's the core of networking to say, hello, I'm here. Are you available? Um, in live events, it's actually much easier because you could see people, you could see who's around and say hi. And that is really like part of the process of a live networking event. But when you're on LinkedIn or other kinds of communities, it's actually quite confusing because there's no like real signals. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Around why networking is important is because when you start out in a new industry, because I work with a lot of career changers and I was one myself, you lack the understanding just by being a novice, everyone lacks this understanding of what it means to work in this industry. So what you gain through networking is the context around what words people are using, how they're describing their work, um, what is, you know, the different companies do, who do they serve, basically all the context that is really important to work in that industry you can gain through connection calls, through the interviews you do, through conversations you have. So if you take networking away, you're basically prolonging the process of not knowing 
what the industry is all about. And this makes it more difficult to get a job in the industry. No, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, it's important to understand that most jobs are filled through, you know, like kind of I would say like the hidden job market through the relationship building, networking, the referral part. And, and it, it makes sense when you think about it, like if you just applied online and someone only can judge you based on a resume. And if you think about what a resume is, it's the most biased document in the world. There's all of the good things you've ever done in your life, none of the bad. And you have two resumes. One is like a, a resume that's more qualified by just a little bit. And another one is the resume of someone that actually was referred. And you're like, well, the most qualified wins, but I actually don't even know how truthful this resume is. And I know how truthful this is because this resume is no longer biased. It is as strong as the person that referred you as uh, relationship is. So if I think that the person that referred you is one of my best employees and I'm the hiring manager, that resume now has more validity. And so I'm going to want to, it's like a lower risk for me. So I would going to want to interview them first because of that relationship that I have with my employee. And so I think that's why networking plays an important part. So um, the problem that I have that I think most job seekers have is how do I even start networking? Like, what if they don't have a relationship? What are that? What if their parents, their uncles, their neighbors don't work at their dream company? How, where would you suggest they start? Absolutely. And what you're describing is very accurate. So the risk is lower if someone is referred. Um, another thing to consider is that referrals are not only for your best friends or someone you met in person. Referrals are anyone that you feel is qualified that contacted you on LinkedIn, that saw you in a community event that, you know, maybe you met in person and then reached back out. Like referrals can come from anywhere, from anyone. And referrals lower the risk for the recruiter of understanding if you're, you know, a potential match. And um, what's interesting is qualifications, like for the job are not the only thing that they look at. They basically want to build trust with the person, right? And the fastest way to do that is through referral. So how do you start networking? You literally say hello. <laughs> now, in person, this works because there is an inherent um, bias towards having conversation when you're standing or facing someone in person. So it would be very strange for someone to say hello and then say nothing else. So what you wanna do is edit this concept a little bit and add a little more of an introduction when you're doing this online. So this is important because online people are very um, confused about where to look and what to do. And you know, being on LinkedIn is one of the million things that they're doing that day. Like they're not gonna spend time really evaluating every single message, every single thing in their feed. So what you wanna do is send a short introduction of why you're contacting them and asking them if they're open to a conversation. The very first thing is to see, are they even available? Once they say they're available or they don't respond, you can you know, take action after that. But the first thing is to send a message that shows your interest. Yeah, I, I also found that the more you have in common with that individual, the more likely they are to wanna like engage in a conversation. Um, and I think starting commonality uh, starting a relationship or starting a conversation with a commonality will dramatically increase how long the conversation is, the, how, like the back and forth and the ability to then get to the next stage where you can then ask essentially for the referral or, or get to do that. And so like I share this example, you know, uh, we're in the United States, 
uh, you know, college, college football, right? It's really big, right? Or like colleges, right? And we have the school, school spirit. I'm in Orlando, Florida. If I wear a UCF shirt, University of Central Florida shirt in Orlando, even though that's a commonality, it's not as common. If I am wearing that same shirt in New York City and someone across the street might say, go Knights. And I might go, go Knights, because that commonality out of you know millions of people here in New York City, we are, not many of us went to the University of Central Florida, right? And so that commonality allows you to start. And I say that across the street, but imagine if you're at a restaurant or at a bar, right? How much easier it is to walk to somebody in the bar wearing a UCF shirt and say, hey, go Knights, let me buy you a beer. It wouldn't be awkward at all, right? Um, and so I think, and I use it as an example, because I want you guys, whether it's on LinkedIn or in person, try to find commonality. And the more unique that commonality is like, oh, like they're from the same country or they're from the same college or they uh, are in the same fraternity or sorority or they also, I don't know, play baseball. Like I think those things make a difference. Yeah. So some people would say, well, how do I do that on LinkedIn or how do I do that on like different online communities? Well, the thing is, there's so much more information online about that person than you would find if you just like saw them on the street. Um, you want to use that information and mention it when you're contacting them. So you could literally search people by location. You could search people that are your second connections, third connections, see who they know. Um, you can search for people by certain titles. So your fellow engineers or fellow designers. Um, you can basically find different things about them by literally looking at their profile. A lot of people dismiss the information that's literally in front of them because they don't realize how valuable it is and how to use it. So what you would do is literally look on someone's profile, see how long they've been somewhere, where are they working? What is their job? What did they do before that? Where did they go to college? You can do this within one minute or less by scanning their profile. Yeah. And what you do is if there's anything that is in any way similar, it can literally be the location. That could be enough. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, just look at the facts and use that as a as a, as like an exclamation point of like, oh my God, we're both from New York. I mean, in person, it would sound kind of dumb because like you're both literally in the same place, but online it doesn't because you actually don't know <laughs> where the other person is. So you can do things like, uh, we're both from New York. We both went to the same college. We're both from a different country and now live in this certain state. Like we both like started our career two years ago. So you can definitely use commonalities to start the conversation and nothing is basically um, too mundane to talk about in the beginning, like the weather, right? Like you could totally mention the weather if it's relevant or you're in the same city or something. Absolutely. So we started the conversation, we find a commonality, but Anna, what's next? How do I keep the conversation going? How do I then make this, how do I get the referral? Well, one thing I do want to mention is people might listen to this and be like, oh my God, I'm going to go spend like hours messaging all these people. And then they're like, oh my God, no one responded. Okay. One thing you have to remember when you're doing this is not everyone is available. So your message could be amazing or it could be one line. Just don't say, hey, just actually have a solid question or something. <laughs> um, but 
if someone's not available, it's not your fault. It has nothing to do with you. So that's something to consider just to reset expectations. Um, what you want to do is message more people so that you could see whoever is available does respond and you can continue the conversation. So let's say that we send this message and they responded and they're like, oh, great to meet you on here. What you want to do is have a goal in mind. So when you're networking, you have certain things that you're focused on. So let's say you're in the job search. So in the job search, there's a couple of goals you have in mind. One is a referral. Another is information. What you want to do is use the uh, conversation to gain information. So what you say is great to connect on here. I'd love to learn about your background. How did you get into design? Or you notice that they've been working on the company for a year. You could say, it looks like you've been at the company for a year. How do you like your experience there? Okay, so you're starting to ask them questions. So you wanna be very observant and pay a lot of attention in order to ask relevant questions to show that you're not just like sending the same message to everyone or completely oblivious to why you're talking to them. Because that's the worst thing when you receive a question that is so general and so kind of like non-specific that you could ask it to anyone. Yeah. And, and I would then even... people are like, why yeah. <laughs> are you asking me this? I also think that's important to understand a little bit of the, the human psychology here of like, hey, like we are the main characters of our of our story. And so like, I think that when you're trying to get information, you're and you're trying to, you know, have this conversation, make it about them. Don't make it about you. Like, I understand you need the job. But like, if let's say that you wanted to be a software engineer at Disney, right? And you found another software engineer on, on LinkedIn on Disney, right? And you're trying to get information on what's it like to be a software engineer at Disney. Don't say what's it like to be a software engineer. Make it about them. They're going to give you the same answer, right? So what's your favorite part about being a software engineer at Disney? What's your typical week look like, right? When you make it about them, uh, they're going to give you the answer. They're going to want to talk more because people love to talk about themselves. Yes, exactly. So you open up the conversation by asking questions about them. And then you can transition to asking questions about the open role. So essentially what you're doing is you're showing them that you're paying attention to who they are. You're learning a little more about who they are and that gives you information to connect with them if there's a common interest or something like that. And, and then you say, so, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with me. So acknowledge that they literally spend the time sharing that um, and ask about the open role. Be like, do you know anything about this opportunity? Um, one really good way to do that is to ask very specific questions based on the job description. Um, so you would say, hey, thanks for sharing, you know, that you really love working at Disney. So happy for you. Um, do you know anything about this open role? Um, I'd love to, you know, join the team. It seems like a great environment. And then they would be like, yes, no, or maybe more descriptive about anything they know. Some people will be so glad to help you. I mean, most people want opportunities to help others, but they don't know how, or they don't know who is looking, right? So think of it as you're helping them help you, but you can do that if you ask specific questions by using information that's in front of your face. So that's the job description, their LinkedIn profile, the company website. Yeah. And then once they share these details, then you can use that further in the conversation and ask for a referral when you match your experiences to what they share. No. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think you have to also understand like the more 
time and research and more prepared you are when you're having the conversation that other people can tell. Like if you're like depending on them because you're lazy to not go to the website, to not read the job description, to not be prepared, they're not going to want to help you as much. But when you are prepared and they can tell you've done your homework, they can tell that you really want this job. They can tell that you care, right? And that you're not wasting their time. People want to help. I, I always say this when I when I, I do public speaking, I say, um, I talk to a lot of college students that are about to get looking for jobs. I say, if a high school student looking to get into your university reaches out to you and said, Hey, like, and I, can I get 10 minutes to learn more about what it's like to be a college student at X university? Would you help them? And I get 99% of people be like, I would. And so like, I, I tell them like, do you think that people graduate college and automatically become a jerk? No, they're the same person. So people's, People who've already graduated college also want to help you get your first job because they know how it feels. They know how difficult it can be. And, and you, you said it earlier, like people want help. They might just don't know how to help. And so when you make it easy, when you make it about them, when you've done your research, right, when you find those commonalities, you're going to make it really easy for people to want to refer to you and to help you and to see you succeed. Because when you win, they're going to be it's going to give them joy. It's, it's going to also be a win for them. And don't forget that most companies also offer a referral bonus. So this is also a win for them financially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially in this market where people apply left and right, you want to basically find a way to connect with people in the company to build relationships in the short term, medium and long term. So another thing to pay attention to is expectations around like, Oh, if I talk to this person on Monday, they're going to give me a referral on Wednesday. Like, mm -hmm. or I only have to get on a call with them to get a referral or they'll only share information like, you know, on a zoom call or something like some people can share the same information on chat. Some people prefer a call. Yep. Um, some people answer at different times of the day or they're busy and they could answer on Monday and then not answer another time by uh, the next time the answer is on Friday. So um, you basically want to spread, you know, the amount of people <laughs> that you contact so that you have a lot of different conversations going. And the research part is really important because um, that will, you know, make sure you're connecting with them in a good way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just make sure it's enough about them, at least 50%, that it doesn't feel like you're just like throwing out these phrases and questions to every single person. Um, no. so the referrals help you stand out because even if you applied, let's say Monday and you got one of those order replies that says, we're not interested, that doesn't mean they reviewed your profile. That just means they don't have the time and space to like talk to someone new, <laughs> but if they're still hiring and they get a referral, they might still, um, put you in for an interview. Yeah. So you never want to kind of discount. Um, a company from approaching new people um, unless you get like something personal from them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Anna, as we wrap it up, um, if, you know, I would love to learn a little bit more about second careers and if people are interested to learn more about uh, your services, what is the best way to learn and find out more about that? Yeah. So first um, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me under Anna Miller or create new um second careers, createnewpath.com is the website where their services are listed. So what I do is basically work with career changers. So anyone that's looking for the first, second or third job um, in tech, um, specifically in tech, because my background in tech, so I can help you navigate that space. 
Um, and I offer personalized one-on-one coaching um, and educational training in order to learn how to network, apply to jobs, interview, and negotiate. So basically, it's a comprehensive program that's three to four months long that essentially takes you from knowing very little about the industry and networking and interviewing to being very prepared to take on the job search. Amazing, amazing. So we'll put all those links to Anna's LinkedIn and her on and her website on the show notes. Anna, thank you so much for listening. For everybody, uh, thank you so much for being here. And for everyone here, uh, thank you for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, so in today's rant, I want to cover our five-step process to go from a complete stranger to a referral that we use at Opni Couriers. And it's very similar to the conversation we have, but I want to walk you through the systematic process and how to navigate this whole conversation. So step number one, find people that have commonality. We talked about that in the, in, the, in the interview, and I said the more you have in common, the easier it is to break the ice and start the conversation. Now, step number two, make the first conversation all about them. Don't be rushed to start telling them, hey, my name is Daniel. I'm a marketing student at the University of Central Florida. Instead, ask them questions about their journey, their career, find more commonalities. What you want to do in the first interaction is that you want to let them talk as much as possible. At least 75 to 80% of the talking should be done by the other side. Here's why that's important. Because the more they talk, the more you can listen and understand and find more commonalities. People love to talk about themselves and their journey. So make it about them, their journey, their struggles, their how long they've been in the company, what they like, what they don't like, any advice they can give you. Now, let's talk about step number three. Step number three is when we start converting the company conversation from them to you. I call this opening the feedback loop. So here's the trick. Super, super, super interesting. You ask for a small piece of advice, something that takes little time for them to tell you, but it takes you a couple of hours for you to execute. My favorite piece of advice to ask is what book do you recommend if I want to learn X? Anything, you know, replace X with whatever you want. This is all. It's why I have so many books because when I'm looking to build a relationship with someone and I'm looking to build a skill set and they recommend me a book, I go ahead and read it. I spend a couple of hours reading the book and what I do after I read it, right? I go back to the person and say, thank you so much for your recommendation. Here's what I re- learned while reading the book and here's how I'm executing it in my life. What that does is one, it allows you to come back and start the conversation again. Two, it proves to the other person that you're someone that truly listens and executes advice, that you're not wasting their time, that you do, that you value them so much that when they gave you advice, you executed it. And this is a big deal because people hate to waste time, especially the more successful they are, the more this is important. Now, because you've already proved to them that you won't waste their time, this takes us to step number four, which is where you start and ask for a resume review. So you're going to continue this loop of asking advice, executing, asking advice, executing. And so the next piece of advice that I would then do is, hey, do you mind reviewing my resume? I found a job at Disney as a software engineer that I think I'll be a good fit. But before I submit my application, I would love to forget your thoughts on my resume. Now, the reason why this is so ninja and so clutch and so important is you have nothing to lose but a lot to gain. If your resume is perfect, they're going to be super impressed and they're going to want to refer you. If your resume needs help, then they can give you feedback and they know that you're going to execute it and that's going to help, help, help that's going to want, that's going to want 
to help you even more. So then you go and take your resume, you fix, you, you fix whatever they suggest that you give it back to them and say, Hey, thank you so much. I made the changes. Now this takes us to step number five on how you ask for the referral without asking for the referral. Now that they've seen your resume, they've seen your experience, they see that you execute, you then ask them, Hey, thank you so much for your resume. I fixed it. Here it is. I completed all the changes. Now, before I go ahead and apply to the job online, is there anybody you recommend I connect with or speak to to get my application visibility? Look, I understand how competitive it is to get a job at Disney or X company and would love your advice on how to do this. Again, so this becomes the third time you ask for advice. But the first two times you ask, you've executed it. So they know that they that they, if they give you advice or if they refer to you, that, they, that you're going to execute, that you're going to make them look good. Plus, they've already seen your resume, so they already know that you're qualified for the job. What happens most of the time here, they're either A, refer to you, B, send your resume directly to the hiring manager, or C, give you advice on who you should be networking with to get that connection or that referral. Look, this strategy works. I've been using this for about eight years, and it works as long as you follow the steps. Don't try to skip them. Uh, focus. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, if you find this helpful, give us a like, share this with one of your friends and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to learn more about the strategies that we use on Opni and how to help you get a job, definitely hit the link below. Learn more about Opni. We would love to learn how we can help you and I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.